When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. You made it. You're still standing, maybe only just. It can be tough out there sometimes, particularly at the moment. We've got inflation on the loose, the cost of living, it's rising. And not only that, we often find ourselves dealing with bad financial decisions from our past and juggling present troubles. But somehow we want to be looking at the future with hope, all right? The important thing is that you're stepping up to the plate even by listening to this episode today. And for that, I say good on you. We always need to celebrate the small steps when we're in a pinch. So I want to say to you today, I'm totally with you if you're not where you want to be. You need to be encouraged that you've started to move and amazing things happen when you start to get some momentum. The smallest block of timber in front of a stationary train wheel can present a huge amount of resistance, but the smallest amount of momentum can help overcome any obstacle. So we have to keep moving. But for those who have already arrived, use this episode to remain encouraged and plugged in. No one is above making a dumb decision that can cause a financial setback in our journey. And that's why we need to be 100% more dialed in with our money, given that we are in this high inflationary environment, given that interest rates going up, given that petrol prices are through the roof. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that we get to do this podcast each week and we can't do it without our show partner, Tao. At Tao, supporting customers and their families through claims paid is the most important thing they do. In the 2021 financial year, they paid 2.7 billion, that's like billions and billions, in claims to nearly 40,000 customers and their families. Within the most common reasons for an accepted claim at Tau, musculoskeletal and connective tissue conditions were placed at number four. That includes back pain and sciatica and accounted for 13% of all accepted claims in the 21 financial year. For more information behind these numbers and to support the services Tau provides to its customers and their family through claim time and recovery, head to the link in the show notes. And if you need an insurance view, head to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help. I would love to introduce you. My name's Glenn James. You're listening to My Millennial Money. John Pigeon, my millennial property host, along with Emily Wallace. Welcome back to Tuesday. My pleasure. Now, we've just completed a couple of weeks of money mindset. And then I did an episode last week with Sim from Girls That Invest around tall poppy syndrome, just as a bit of a third part to that. Lots of feedback coming through about the mindset stuff. But what I want to talk about, and it's not really a mindset, but what it could be, John, is a proactive way or a getting into the habit of keeping on top of our own personal finances. Now, we know it's rough out there. We've talked about this over the the last uh, few months about the cost of living in Australia. It's tough. I mean, we've got 
the energy crisis that's happening in Australia and all around the world basically triggered uh, from the crisis in Ukraine. We've got um, inflation going through the roof. We've got interest rates on the way up. Wages are staying flat. I mean- Petrol. Petrol, geez. I mean, I filled up the other night and usually to fill my car up, I think it's a 56 litre tank or something like that. If I got under $100, it's a good good day, right? I'm like, yes. It was like $138. Yeah. So, this stuff's real. It and, you know, we've talked about my one of my rental managers uh, calling me and saying, hey, you need to put the rent up $60, $70 a week. Yeah. Which I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that to somebody like this is. So, there can be people that, you know, rewind 12 months. They're at $100 a week, five grand a year, worse off situation. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you, you can easily sit back and say, well, you mightn't have spent too much through the last two or three years because you physically couldn't in a lot of places. So, hope you've saved your pennies. But it's not as easy as uh, saying that, especially if this is going to be an ongoing thing. Like, uh, fuel prices don't just drop overnight. Um, cost of groceries don't just drop overnight. And it and it's really comes back to like Coles and Woolworths, how much power have they got to set those prices? Um, it's, it's a bit of a concern. But you would think that, well, you would hope that Coles and Woolworths and Aldi and, and all the retailers, they're not gouging at this time. They're just basically passing through any wholesale costs that they have to pay? Yeah, but it, I don't know. Call me a pessimist. but Okay, I, when, pessimist. When they're coming on the way through, how much extra are they taking just because? That's the concern. Well, it's, it's funny. Like even coming out of COVID, and it's not related to money, but it's kind of similar. Like all the things that were happening that – and COVID did, you know, it, it sounds weird, but it, it did help – with resetting a bit of work culture, like uh, flexible work arrangements, that yeah. was really good. Uh, getting people used to using Zoom and like web conferences, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Uh, so things that came out of COVID that are here to stay that are actually, oh, we, we, didn't, we don't actually need to meet. We can just do it online quickly. Or yeah. um, it's stuff like having to apply for a rental property yeah. without before you can even go and look to see if you want to apply. Like that's still staying in a lot of instances, which- it annoys me. So I'm, I'm thinking, the COVIDy stuff, the uh, inflation of increased costs. I hope that business, when it does settle down, that they don't keep the costs high. No. But then my circular thought is, well, okay, so you know you've been kind enough to buy me a nice coffee from uh, the Morning Coffee Society at Long Jetty. Very nice. Uh, thanks for that. They use Glee Coffee Roasters. They're my friends at uh, Glee Coffee Roasters. Got a story about that. And if you want good coffee, you can go to gleecoffee.com.au. Um, sponsor of today's show. Sponsor of today's show, yeah. But like I don't know how much you paid for this and it really doesn't matter, but Hannah over there who runs that, she may have had to increase – the costs because I know that Glee Coffee, their wholesale green bean increased 30% yeah. literally overnight. Yeah. Okay. So that's had to flow through. My only hope is, and oh, sorry, going back to my circular logic, if the wholesale costs come back down and businesses say, well, we'll just leave this price point high. Thankfully, because we do live in a free market, quote unquote, competition will come in 
if needed and force the prices back down. Whereas at the moment, like every cafe's had to increase the price. So mm. it, it's just, it, that doesn't help someone out there struggling. But I guess the purpose of this episode today was for John and I to say that we totally understand uh, that it is real out there for those who are living week on week, for those who are struggling with their electricity bill, for those who are who are really struggling. But Yeah, and I, I think just to add to that, I, I, what generally happens when inflation increases, the cost of living increases, and it's not the first time cost of living has increased in the last 200 years. Yeah, but it's the first time for a lot of people listening to this and actually experiencing it. Correct, which is what I was about to say. Oh, look at that. We're in sync. <laughs> look, either you don't need me or I don't need you. No, look, everyone needs everyone here in this world. But uh, I think uh, to give people listening some comfort, everything gets thrown in the air and lands in a certain spot and we adjust to the new norm going forward. Now, whether that's petrol price at $2.02 or, or uh, a cost of a banana at $2 or whatever it may be, we adjust. Now, that might mean pulling back on some things, some areas of our life, but the bare essentials, roof over the head, food in the mouth, clothes on the back, right, we work forward from there and find a happy medium for us in our life and then we look at our values and where we want to be. Yeah, it's, it's just... For those who aren't experiencing, well, for those who haven't experienced this, it's almost like it's a good little wake-up call like COVID was for a lot of us. And I'm only talking about our own personal finances. This is why it's so important as my encouragement to you today to keep your budget lean, keep your budget agile, if possible, not running on the line, if possible, Get out and stay out of consumer debt. If you're struggling with your consumer debt at the moment, you can go to education.mymillennial.money. There's a free course there, how to get out of debt. We'll help you. But what I want to say back to the start when I talked about we need to be almost in this hypervigilant state of always being reviewing what's going out of our budget because we need to control what we can control. I can't control the cost of fuel. I can't control the wholesale electricity or gas prices. I can't control the Reserve Bank of Australia interest rates. I can't control my health insurance. And, you know, within all that, you can call up your health insurance and review and if you have to increase your uh, excess or whatnot. Mm. But you can get into the habit of my cash flow is lean, my cash flow is agile and if you are struggling week on week and you haven't got some type of budget or spending plan in place, I would first encourage you, if you do have consumer debt, stop all additional payments. Just pay the minimum only. We just want to pre- press reset. Mm. So, let's not struggle to put fuel in the car each week while we're paying an extra $40 a week on our personal loan. The loan will take care of itself. And yeah. because you're listening to this episode today, you will be in a better financial position in 12 months in two years. Yeah. But we have to survive today. We have to survive this week. So, we've got a better chance of surviving the year. Yeah. And I was uh, listening to something yesterday that said, well, that that reset button post-COVID 
includes maybe we had all the subscriptions under the sun. So we might have had Disney Plus and Stan and Foxtel and everything else. Now we, <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking at anyone in particular. No, I'm just like going, yeah, I got that, got that. <laughs> so maybe there's a reset. <laughs> yeah, there just needs in to that be. Space, right? Oh, mate, it's wild. Um, but yeah, and and I know one of the questions in the in the group was skills we can actively learn to increase our income. Mm. Like, don't don't sit on the on the step just accepting that there's been an increase in living and and not play the blame game but just accept it. Mm. What can we be doing strategically to continue to move forward? And my personality is I can't control inflation, so I can't use that as an excuse to a point in my own personal budget. I can only really use inflation as a as an excuse if I'm living on a budget, if I'm not out, out of control with my spending, if I'm debt-free, if I'm really setting up myself for the best shot, if I've got energy. Like this is the best market in history to get a pay rise, yeah, to get a better job, to get an upgrade. And I'd really encourage anyone to go and have a listen to My Millennial Career. Shell and M, like- if you want career encouragement, killing it, and a lot of the questions in the Facebook group are career related, right? They are, aren't they? Yeah, and there's no better time to go and pivot left or right with your work. Your phone it vibrates and it really annoys me. <laughs> so can you? I know you don't have an Apple, but does it have like a do not disturb mode? Yeah, right. It's a busy man. Um, Someone will be like. Glenn's so rude to John. <laughs> well, I am. Yeah, you are, but like it's fair. Um, everyone's got their thoughts. Mm. Uh, what was I talking? Unemployment. Yeah. So it's been its its lowest than I can remember. So what does that mean? Well, it presents opportunity for anyone that wants to pivot out of their current role and whether that means even retraining and going doing yep. something different or uh, just moving to a different part of Australia to, to try something new. So there's, there's plenty of opportunity from that point of view, isn't there? Yeah. So what I want to do is we've got some things that I put in the Facebook group. We're recording this on the 2nd of June. So it's not going to go out for a couple of weeks. And I'll be honest with you. I couldn't be bothered doing this podcast today, but I did. I showed up because we had agreed that I'd be here at 2.30. Well done. And you w- you were on your way through. And I was I was on my way through. <laughs> I was driving past. Um, <laughs> um, but- uh, actually, you had that conversation in my family this morning. Yeah. Like four out of the five people in, this, in our house said they didn't want to do that today. They didn't want to go to school. They didn't want to go to work. It must be one of those days. Uh, it must have been. Mm. So, But um, I want to just talk like, and within that of me can't be bothered to do this podcast today, I wanted to use it more of an exercise to talk about cost of living, to talk about things that we might be able to do to get the 1% it is in our life and just answer some random questions that people have written in the Facebook group. Mm. But- I see our whole money equation is so easy, John. It's spend less than what we earn, invest the rest. But that's nuanced, right? Because we've got busy lives. We've got kids. We've got Netflix subscriptions. We've got help debt that's getting garnished each week. We we got fined and we owe $300 for a speeding fine. Like life's messy, right? So while it is an equation of income, less expenses, equals what's left over. Yeah. We know that the what's left over amount 
how much do you need left over? Well, the answer is as much as possible. <laughs> okay. So, I want to just talk about as a and this is really for people who might be new to the podcast and thanks for those who have listened for a million years. Thanks for those who listen every couple of months or uh, if you do want to be encouraged and just drop in, you know, sideline oranges and get back on the field. I'm just going to repeat some things that you may have heard me say before mm. for the benefit of the new listeners. Now, I believe with our uh, budget and spending, Johnson, that with our budget, there's broadly only and I'd appreciate your critique on this. There's broadly only four levers that we can pull in our budget. The first lever is to put more income into it. So, increase the income. So, we can pull that lever, do that one. If the cost of living is tight at the moment and we've got a good budget, we're saving $100 a week, but because fuel's an extra $20 a week now, we may have to decrease savings $20 a week because we want to keep the status quo. We want Netflix. We want Paramount Plus. We want Disney Plus. We want Apple Plus. We want Amazon Prime. We want Stan. We want Binge. Did I miss any? Netflix. <laughs> I think I said that. Whatever. <laughs> so, and that's a personal trade-off as yes. well. But again, that's a lever. So, we can increase income, decrease saving. And within that saving, that's the what's left over amount, mm. right? So, that's saving or investing for the future. Yep. Future you. Yep. So, the next one is to reduce a line item in the budget. So, that could be, for example, I still want to watch shows on demand, but instead of having five subscriptions, I'm taking it down to three. So, we've just tweaked a line item and reduced line item costs. And another example could be my insurance line item. I've got my home, my contents, mm. my income protection. You might go through your health insurance, increase the excess, which will reduce the monthly premium. You might go through your life insurance and your income insurance because you've got an emergency fund. You might speak with your advisor and say, well, what does a 90-day waiting period look like? as opposed to a 30-day waiting period. Reduce the excess, whatever that might mean, or increase the excess in a lot of cases. That's yeah. right. So, so we're talking line item. Mm. It could be um, I go to the gym, I do Pilates, yeah. and I've got a personal trainer. Well, I might cut out the personal trainer and Pilates and just do group classes at the gym and do a schedule that I've already got set. Yeah. And the fourth item is to cut something out completely. So that could be I'm cutting all subscriptions and I'm just watching uh, Channel 7 for free, their website, which I watch all of Boston Legal on Channel 7. May have used ad blocker. Um, so you might be able to get your, um, you know, subscription fixed somewhere else. So mm. again, these are the broad levers. Increase income, reduce saving or investing, decrease line items or cut something out completely. Yep. Now, and... And that's in the book and it's there for everyone to read. Did I miss anything on that? No, look, pretty solid, pretty solid. Oh, is there a butt coming? There's <laughs> <laughs> not a butt. There's a real-life example. Oh, bring it on, baby. <laughs> no, look, when, when I was in the fitness industry way back when, we used to talk about the leisure dollar mm. and what people are spending their leisure dollar on. And as group personal trainers, we wanted them to spend their leisure dollar on coming to us and uh, all would be rosy, right? So the leisure dollar now 
expands itself so far and wide, doesn't it? There's so many options, so many things that we can be doing. Like you mentioned about all the subscriptions online, but you've um, you've got online shopping that wasn't there when I was doing personal training. Um, you've got still got obviously your gym. I mean, the internet wasn't around when you were doing personal training. <laughs> you've, got the, you've got entertainment in every every shape or form. So. That leisure dollar is the, I think, the easiest part to rein in, but the mm. hardest emotionally, isn't it? Because that, that's the thing that gives us maybe joy and excitement in our life. Totally. And I, I will confess, uh, over the years of doing this podcast, and I think it was, and this is the thing, right? Like, I'm not above anything, as we know, you're not above anything, but habits really play a, a big part in our life. And- you know, COVID hit because I, I would eat breakfast out every morning at a cafe, and yes. it, it wasn't a twenty-five dollar thing. It was yeah. two fried eggs flipped and a half an avocado and a long black, usually thirteen dollars, right? So that was weekly, and you know, prices of things have gone up, and you know, it might be fifteen dollars now. So I found myself now that I'm, I kind of got out of that habit during COVID, and I've just got my oats in the kitchen my easy oats i've got my uh uncle toby's muesli flakes um or i'll just fry some eggs myself right Mm. make a nice coffee at home so you enjoying that more yeah i I mean i've still um eat lunch out each day uh but it's just the example of that line item that i've tweaked yeah Uh, and because i work from home Half of the thing to go out was to actually leave the home yeah. and do my emails and all that over, but yeah. at a cafe. But um, yeah, I mean, I've had to rein stuff in mm. as well because my blow account, I've made a point that the amount that I move to my weekly spending account and blow each week, that's been the same for like four years. Yeah, no inflation. No inflation on it. And I've it was really- blowing up. It was blowing up. No, but I've made a conscious choice to myself and a conscious decision that, you know, if Clint James can't live on that amount each a week, mm. uh, with this mission critical issue. Yeah. So, what I've done, instead of adapting my budget to inflation with the discretionary stuff and just adding an extra $50 a week out yeah. of my savings, yeah. I've gone, well, I'll just have to have some cereal at home yeah. every third day or every yeah. second. Also, like just, so, I'm actually just spending less. Yeah, no, it's interesting and, and sorry to bore people with, with family stories on money, but for those who've got kids will we'll get what I'm just about to say. But over the, the winter has uh, arrived and a lot of winter sport for us as a family. So what was what's starting to creep in was the kids would go do their sport and then at the end, okay, can I have a sausage sandwich or can I have a Powerade or whatever it might be. Um, to the point where they wouldn't be eating breakfast because they'd be thinking, well, I'll just get a sausage and egg sandwich at the footy or the netball. So we've actually gone full circle and said, well, okay, now we're actually going to take some money out and show the kids how much is being spent at the uh, Woolworths or Coles and here's an amount that's going to be spent on the weekends to, to go to sport and here's an amount that's going to be left over. And once we use that amount, that's it. So if we get to Saturday. Boring night. Game no, over. Yeah. Right? But just again, to, to change the transcript on it, but to teach them the, the power of money. So um, you, you may, as a single person or a couple with no kids, you can apply the same theory 
um, so that you can break the habit of what's actually starting to get out of control. And I think the H word, it's it's a real word. Like, yeah, a lot of our spending is out of habit. Yeah. Uh, so so here's a story. Mm, oh gosh, story time with Uncle John today. Isn't it, it is. So, oh, speaking of Uncle John, got a question for you. Right. What would you do? A coffee shop. Mm. I, I buy beans and I make coffees at home. You should get a Glee bean subscription. Right. That We can talk about that <laughs> after the show, right? <laughs> so where I get my beans, $45 for a kilo. Standard stuff. What type? What beans? Do you I buy? don't know. Okay. They're just nice, right? I'm not into the fluff. Any case. Coffee shop up the, up the road says, uh, this week, kilo of coffee beans, you get a free regular coffee with it. So I go into the store, forty eight fifty for the same kilo of beans plus my free coffee. So I say to my eldest, which one are we doing, 45 with no free coffee or forty eight fifty with the free coffee? He's like, free coffee. I asked my, one of my staff members, what would you do? She said, uh, it'd be loyalty, whoever I'm most loyal to. So okay, so sorry, it's forty five fifty. No, forty five flat. Yeah, no free coffee. And FC, yeah, forty eight fifty free coffee. So it made me think. I was like financial every day of the week. So there's three parts of this. There's loyalty. Mm. There's price, and there's quality. Because one of my staff said, "Well, it depend on." Who's got the better beans? Mm. Yeah. Right? So I ask you, what would you do? Price, quality, or loyalty? I would categorize it quality first, then loyalty, then price. Okay. Because I'm so, not cost sensitive when it comes to coffee because I really enjoy coffee. Yeah. But as a, this is, will freak a lot of people out. I, I use long life milk in my fridge. Oh, no. Because I don't care. I just want something wet on my cereal. <laughs> All right. So, Where some people are like, no, I pay for organic massaged cow milk. Yeah, I don't sure. care for that. Okay. So, bad example for you because you're particular about maybe coffee. Well, I'm not but- particular about coffee. I just know what's crap. Yes. So, <laughs> so apply that to all of our finances and all of our leisure dollar if we want mm. to categorize it and say, well, are we prepared to forego one uh, for the other two. Yeah, quality for maybe a cheaper product that'll actually do the job. Do we need, are we going to contain or maintain our loyalty mm. for the sake of uh, it costing more mm. over the journey? I, it, it depends. I mean, I don't, you know, I've had to check myself to blind loyalty in different parts of my life. Um, where, but then that goes into the habitual habit, habit mm. right, or the mm. habitual topic, right? Um, I would to answer your question, I'd actually need to know what the type of beans were. Yes, all right. Like if it was as well, an one, example, one was Glee. Yeah. Um, so if one was Glee, and the other one was uh, Victoria or Campos, no, better than that, or Toby's Estate, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, to me, like the Toby's Estate Woolamaloo blend. It's quite nice. Yes. And the Glee Goods Blend is also quite nice. Okay. So, I would probably be more inclined to maybe one week get the bag of Tobies and the next week get the bag yeah. of Glee. <laughs> You've asked the wrong person. <laughs> oh, this is too nuanced. It is. And and apologies for the non-coffee drinkers that are still tuning in here. But, uh, but we can apply that 
everywhere we go in our life. Is it loyalty? Is it price? Is it quality? And when inflation and cost of living is increasing, we maybe need to think more carefully about these three items. Yeah, but that's the whole thing like with a um, – so I'll give you an example. Switch loyalty to time. That's the odd thing with like a graphic designer or yes. pro- uh, professional services. Time, price and quality, mm. you can only pick two. What are you picking? And, yeah. you know, we – on our website, we send people to Aubrey Brown Lawyers to get mm. bespoke wills and estate planning stuff. And I was talking to the managing director, Anna, the other day because there's a lot of online offerings, which is a template in a box. And she said to me, she goes, well, do you want, you know, time, price or quality? Like we operate in the get what you pay for, pay for quality thing. Might take a couple of weeks for us to interview you a couple of times. But it's just choose your own adventure. Yeah. So, having said all that, there's a lot we can do in this climate in terms of our budget, in terms of being hyper focused on our coffee trade-offs. Um, it, it could be in terms of when we go to Woolworths, when we go to Aldi, when we go to Coles, did I tell you I wanted to do something, a bit of spice in my life the other day? A bit no. of spice in my life? <laughs> no. Went to Aldi. Did you? Yeah, I wanted some ice cream from Aldi. Oh, how was it? Well, it wasn't the Aldi brand. It was a New Zealand brand. Right. But it was just funny because you go into Aldi and, you know, there's – 15 pallets of like yes, raw chicken there yeah. and the next one is like, oh, here's some skis for the ski season yeah. and here's a barbecue uh, setting. And That's right. It's like going to the markets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I got my ice cream got out of there. <laughs> but what we want to do is need to look on the other side of the budgety coin and look at the income side of the coin. And I've said this to all of my team members when I've done their – reviews and they're more of a check-in because you've met the team at Simo, like they're all good people. Hmm. Uh, But in terms of income, you've really only got four categories or four options if you want to increase your income significantly or if you want to move to an untapped income. Number one, you're going to write these down. You got your pen? Okay. The first one is... I learn off you all the time. Oh, well, what can I say? The first one is to become self-employed and start a business. Now, when I talk about that, oh, he's drawing the bloody cash flow quadrant, isn't he? Oh, my! What are you looking at me writing I for instead mind, of you thinking Mind your talking. own business. Um, and I'm not talking about I'm a house cleaner topical because I'm looking for a house cleaner as we talk, that I just work eight hours a day, $40 an hour, and it's just me. That's self-employed, yes, mm. but you're just owning your job and you're controlling that. You can't really get untapped income in that unless you start employing other people and having a business. So, that's the first one. The second one is you've got some type of specialist or weird niche skill, or you're some type of IT consultant, you're a, uh, you might be some type of technical consultant, you might be an engineer, and you might, and it's kind of self employed, but it's different because it's so unique the skills that you've got, you might be able to basically name your price mm. in 
certain area. So I want to carve that out separately or you're, you might not be university educated, but you've done a heap of IT certifications and you know, I don't know, Ruby programming or something wild that no one's ever heard of mm. and there's a shortage so you can go and print money and have a job still as an employee. The third one is you're in sales. So you're going out there, you're either a sales rep, business development manager, untapped income, you're pounding the pavement, you're a sales rep, you're an employee but you can hit bonus things and you could probably also put um, a a role that has some good KPIs, key performance indicators and a a business that – pays good bonuses based on team performance. But yeah, so the third one is you're in sales and you can just generate untapped amount of income. Yeah. The fourth one, and a lot of people will fall into this if they so choose and don't want to take on the risks of starting a business, don't want to be in sales, aren't in a specialist skill or any of that. So you don't fit in the first three, but you're not just happy doing your nine to five and going home on the award wage. And I will say there's nothing wrong with that if you like that and you're content and you're happy. So, that's fine. The fourth one is you're a manager of systems, processes and or people. So, I said to my team, you know, we produce podcasts. I want to pay you guys as much as possible. But to increase your income, I need you to fall into one of those four boxes. Yeah. Now, starting our own business, probably not part of this because if you wanted to start your own business, I can't contract you because it's not the model, yep. the employee people here. Specialist skill, not yet. There might come a time where Nathan's that good at editing. He's like, Glenn, I want 300 grand or I'm out of here. And I'll be like, yes, sir, here's your money. Um, so, you know. But you're out of here. But you're out of here. <laughs> They're not um, – JP's in a bit of a sales role. So, she does all our brand negotiations and all that. Um, but Nathan Rach and, and JK, they're, they're not in a, a sales role. They, there's this, you know, editing and producing podcast. There's no sales portion to that. But they can fall into the fourth category of being in charge of systems and processes and people. So, we've just had to contract another editor to work with Nathan and Rach and, you know, everyone in my team had a pay increase, but we've all taken on more responsibilities. Yeah. So, that's the four things. Start a business, be a specialist, consultant or hired gun in your niche, still can be an employee or yeah. contractor, in sales or be a manager of systems and processes. Mm. Now, I like it. So, as, as a listener... You're probably thinking, well, I fit into one or none of those. Hopefully, you fit into more than one of them. Um, and well, I, I certainly do as a person. Absolutely. But I think it's the mindset of, well, can I fit into that? Mm. And maybe I didn't think of it before, but now through necessity, I have to, which is a great thing because mm. when we're backed into the corner, we respond. Mm. And in, in, in a lot of cases, it ends up in a positive outcome. But I think- we discussed expenses and there's only so far you can go with that, isn't it? Mm. Incomes where it's got the lack of ceiling, where we can actually do what we want. Mm. Um, but do you think like, and I'm not kind of 
baiting you to pump up my own tires and I'm happy if I've or if anyone wants to write on Facebook group because I just wanted to get four categories. So, if I'm yeah. doing like media or on the radio or whatever, I can just remember them like I did then. Mm. But like would there be any other circumstances in our employment or income type? I guess the fifth one is to generate passive income. Well, but uh, I, I was talking more as a trade a role of your time for money yeah and and i sort of went off on a different tangent as i normally do with mm. you which is sort of why it works but mm. i'll share that after the break shall i ah you bloody okay we'll have a break if you're after personal financial advice don't get it from a podcast if you would like help based on your own personal situation head over to sortyourmoneyout.com click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors our panel of advisors mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over australia so they can connect with you wherever you are that's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, every Tuesday, we ask the community in the Facebook group some fun questions. Um, And I had a lot of fun with this one. So, basically, because I moved house, and I will do an episode very shortly, everyone, about my journey to rent vesting and the story of why I did that and answer a heap of your questions, I'm changing my address, right? I did PO box. Yeah, my PO box and my... And my postal home address, yeah. you know, the lecture roll, and I've now got a spreadsheet that I've set up yep. because I'm renting now. Right. I've got the first tab of the spreadsheet. I've got um, my address history, so the address and the date I've moved in and moved out. Yeah. And then the next tab is like all the things I need to change address for. So when I move again because I'm renting, I'm uh, now a different person. Nice. That will have to happen. Uh, I logged into Computer Share to change uh, the share registry address, and it uh, it said as the security phrase. <laughs> What was your dream job as a child? Yes, yeah. As a password. <laughs> as a password yeah. thing. I'm like, gosh, what did I write there? And I was like, <laughs> aha, I know. And I wrote, garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, welcome. There you go. So you remembered all back, uh, way back when, but was that you just having a joke with yourself or was that for real? Oh, no. Like as a child, one of my earliest mm. memories was at my nan's house at Bado Bay, yeah. I think it was Tungara Avenue for those yeah. know, on the Central Coast, looking out the back, looking out the window yeah. with Nan waiting for the garbage truck to come. Yeah. And at that time, probably a couple of NRL players yeah. getting some exercise. Guy and, hanging off the back of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. 
So singlets. Yeah, yeah. and I always wanted to be a garbage man. He's like, oh, they get to drive the trucks yeah, and they get yeah. to throw the bins in. And, mm. you know, you go to the tip with your parents as a kid and you find all the stuff. And yeah. I'm like, this is heaven. Yeah. What, what um, else would I rather do? So, and then I asked, so what did you want to do as a child? And what are you doing now? What did you want to do as a child, John? I wanted to be a, an AFL star, of course. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to do is to sleep with a Sharon every night. Um, yeah, just that's all I wanted to do. I just thought, yeah, if I can do that full time. And a Sharon is? A Sharon is a football that they use to kick oh. and play the great game. Yeah, so that didn't eventuate. So here I am. Here we are. Well, mm. there we go. All right, well, let's read some of the other things. So Gemma Reagan says she wanted to be a criminal psychologist. Now I'm a primary school teacher. Same, same, some days. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Lauren Hunter, the Sims made me want to be an architect and now I'm an architect and interior designer. There you go. Well done. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Jeremy uh, Drakeford wanted to be a pro skater or a rock star. Been doing music full time for nine years now as a producer. So pretty much living it. Mm. Aaron Twig, a weatherman, now making glass 24-7. Tegan Herrick says, I wanted to be a marine biologist and now I work as an archaeologist. Well, she got the gist, mm. right? Yep. Or the gist of it. <laughs> Elise Kate. Wanted to be a vet, was a funeral director for a decade. Now I'm a court assessor and prosecutor. There we go. Don't mess with Alice. Louise Keast. I wanted to design and make furniture and now I work as an opera singer. Both are pretty random. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. Isaac Lizett. Lizett. I wanted to be a teacher or a pilot. Now I'm a music therapist, which is pretty awesome. That's great that they're loving it. Sarah Moore. I wanted to be a lawyer. I got the law degree. And now I pretend I don't have one just in case someone tries to make me do lawyer things. Yeah, fair call. It's like getting a friend with a ute. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which uh, my father-in-law just bought one of those and he does not know the amount of work that mm. he's got coming up. Oh, there was just actually one more on that. Uh, Kirsten Morris said, I wanted to be an Olympian and now I'm a sports scientist helping Olympians achieve their goals. Well, there you go. So if you can't beat them, mm. join them. Well, I think it's... It's good to kind of, if you don't know what you want to do with your life mm. at any age, go back to your most influential years and that's your teenage years and see what you wanted to do as a teenager. Do you reckon that's a pretty good guide? Well, for me it was. Yeah. So when I was in year 11, before I left school, I was only good at three subjects, business studies, IT and photography maybe best in the, the grade, right? if not one or two of the three, right? Yeah. Fast forward now, I'm running my own business. Mm. We do, I've got a heap of cameras, photographic equipment. Yeah. And there's a lot of tech. Yes. So, it's just the shoe really did fit. It did. So, what you're saying is, well, I was good at it, so I probably enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's probably pretty common, isn't it? Is to say, well, when I'm thinking about maybe changing occupations or at, at school thinking about what I'm going to do or what I'm going to study, I think the first part of it is what do you enjoy? Yeah. And if it's sitting on the couch watching TV, well, maybe you can make movies or something, but uh, it's, it's you've got to get enjoyment out of it mm. for you to be motivated to do it every day. But there is a dance with this stuff. You know, I could enjoy, you know, there was an opera singer in, yeah. in that question bank. Yeah. I mean, 
Do you like singing? No, but all I'm saying is there's a lot of people who like opera. There's only a small percentage that are good at it professionally and get paid for it and made a living. Yes. So, it's not just do what you're good at. Mm. What your absolute passion is. Yeah. Like if opera is your passion, you've probably got a 1% chance of doing it professionally. But I'm not saying don't try that. But yeah. there just needs to come a time where it's like, well, I've tried and tried to crack this. Yeah. Like my friend Dane Fernandez who, you know, is in the Facebook group, he was a pro tennis player. Mm. After school, travelled the world for four years, you know, got up to like 450 in the world. Yeah. Couldn't crack it. Got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and get to uni and get on with my life. Yeah. So, it's that balance of- It is a dance, isn't it? Yeah. yeah absolutely. You, you take it to the point where, okay, I've tried my best. Yeah. It hasn't worked out. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pivot. Yeah, because mm. all the pro tennis players, the pro um, opera singers, yeah. even podcasting, if we didn't commit to this and give it a really good shake, yeah. we wouldn't have done what we've- we wouldn't have- got what we've got today. Yeah, so, absolutely. I'm not saying don't follow your dreams. I'm just saying set some guardrails and some things like I'm going to throw everything at this thing and I'll reassess every year for two years and then every three months. And then if this is not working, I need to get then go and look after my income potential and go and do something that will reward me. And yeah. I'm not saying give up on the thing, but I'm just saying there needs to come a time where I don't want you to be the struggling actor in Hollywood waiting tables for 30 years, no. waiting for your big break. Yeah, that's Like, right. go get your career and do reads, you know, on Thursday nights or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. A good friend of mine just recently um, got sacked from his job mm. and he should have been a business owner five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago because he's awesome at what he does. That was the final push that said, well, I have to go and do it now. I've been pushed into that. And he's going to be the best business owner ever. But he needed that push. It's still his passion, but now he's got control of his time. Now, he might be thinking that he's working longer hours than ever, but that's going to set that next 10 years of income up because he's good at what he does. Absolutely. Well, there you go, everyone. Nathan, I'll get you to bump us out of this segment. Mm. Before the break and before our community segment, John, you said you were going to talk to me uh, after the break because I talked about the income thing, the spending and the budgety thing. Mm. And then we talked about there's maybe a fifth thing about a an income thing or a passive investment thing or a, a, a doubling down on the business thing. What did you want to mm. add to that? Yeah. So, I don't want to bore people again with the whole cash flow quadrant of active left-hand side, passive on the right-hand side. But if you haven't read that book, I strongly encourage you to do so. Basically, trading time for money. And when we look at 168 hours per week, uh, we're generally only working 40 of those. Now, we might work overtime, we might be contracted for longer hours, but conceptually speaking, there's a, there's a good 120 left in the week to potentially make money if we wanted to. We've just got to think about how we're going to make that and, and it is that passive versus active income styles. And so the first one that springs to mind is, well, overtime. I can do more overtime or I can have a part-time job to add to my 40 hours that I'm doing somewhere else. Now, that doesn't necessarily solve the issue of getting my time back and having a lifestyle balance going forward, but it might be a a short-term fix to saving more money for a house deposit or putting into shares or adding more to super or whatever that might mean. 
there's then the side hustle. If we don't want to be a business owner, that is basically not on the table. Uh, but is there an option for us to, I don't know, be a referrer of some description? Can I, uh, can I be a blogger or can I start a podcast or can I do something that allows me to have my finger in a pie outside of the 40 hours that I'm working each week? Or indeed, it can be working for us when we're working our own 40 hours individually. So we're, we're thinking about, and we don't necessarily need to be entrepreneur-minded, but just let your mind expand to the whole passive versus active. The active income is if I don't turn up, I don't get paid. So that's that self-employed or that's that employee uh, left-hand side of the quadrant. The right-hand side has a system where if you go on holidays, your business still runs fine. Uh, it's investing, obviously, property, shares, etc. Think about what can I make passively that's going to gradually build over the next 10, 15, 20 years. And I was looking at some stats only this morning where 30 years and under, there's like 2% own investment properties out of everyone in Australia that owns investment properties. Only 2% of them are under 30 years of age. Now, I'd love to survey this group listening to see what percentage is actually in this group that have investment properties. But uh, I think coming back to that passive versus active is really where we need to spend our focus. Mm. But this whole thing, it does go back to, you know, and if this is the first episode you've ever heard of us, go back two, three episodes and listen to the mindset part one, part two, yeah. because it, everything, it's kind of starts at this baseline, oh, I can do what I want if I want. Yeah. And, and maybe I'm not talking down of schooling, but maybe schooling sets us up to th- to think that we're actually in a box and we're being put into a, a certain area of, of life for employment. Like my uh, nephew, year 10 in Victoria, year 11, sorry, he wanted to do work experience with me on the Central Coast next month. School said, no, you're not allowed to do it out of state. You've got to do it in Victoria. I'm like, how restricting is that for him? That's an extreme outlier though. But all the way through, what I'm saying is mm. we're in a classroom. We're told when to start, when to finish, when to have lunch, what subjects we're doing. Mm. We then talk to the careers coordinator. We go and do our work experience. We sort of don't know what we want, but mm. we go and do it anyway. We then maybe go to uni or do a trade. Don't know if we want to do that or not. Um, all the way along until we become reasonably mature, we're – we're in a lot of ways put in this box and I think we just need to get out of that box as quick as we can with our own mind, mm. think, well, what is possible for me out there? I don't want to be a painter anymore. I don't want to be a, um, I don't know, baker. We, I want to do something else that uh, I'm going to maybe get enjoyment out of uh, or is maybe going to allow me to earn more money, which gives me more choices in my life. There's another question here. Oh, are you done on your? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, thanks. sweet. Um, but all, all good points, John, as usual. There's another question here and it's from the Lego man, Neil Alexander. Far out, just come and host the show. You mentioned in every bloody <laughs> episode. Geez, get a job, mate. <laughs> nah, how, how are you? Hope you're well. How to find a good accountant. When to know you need one compared to filing your own taxes. How to know if you're getting a good service. What to expect from an accountant if you're paying $5,000 a year compared to $50 from the peeps at the mall strip or the strip mall. 
how to know when to switch accountants and how does that work? Well, it's like any, I think if you're, if you've got basic affairs, like you might have a PAYG income. So you're an employee, you don't have any investments, you've got uh, an interest bearing bank account and the ATO sends, um, the bank sends the ATO, the interest stuff each year. So it's pre-filled. The POIG summaries are now pretty much pre-filled, I'm led to believe. Like you may be able to, and, and you don't use anything for work, you you know, you may be able to just do it yourself online. Problem is you don't know what you don't know. And if you are new into the workforce and you've just got this big income that's arrived, it's okay to spend a couple hundred dollars getting someone to prepare the tax return for you. And then what you might do is then get a copy of that, look at it. And then next year, if your situation hasn't changed, you might be able to do your own then. Now, there's probably about a million accountants listening about to jump down the headphones into me and you know start slapping me around because I've just said, don't use an accountant. No, no, no. I'm pro-professional advice. I'm just saying if you've got simple affairs that aren't complex, you could probably get away with doing it yourself. Now, the problem is, John, you don't know what you don't know. Um, I, I used an accountant even when I did have simple affairs. But then again, you know, it was a different time then. What, what do you think? Because hmm. I, look, I can speak to switching accountants. Um, mainly, are we standing up now, are we? We don't have to. I just want to stress the No, no. Yeah, sitting's the new smoking. These old bones. Um, do you like my new pants? They're new. G-Stars, are they? Nah, they're uh, industry. Are they? G-Stars <laughs> shut down in Australia. Has it? Mm. Amazing. What would I do? Neil, um, funny story. It wasn't actually that funny at the time, but I had an accountant uh, 15 years ago. I thought they were doing a good job. I thought I had a reasonable idea about what was happening and what I should be getting as a, as a tax return, having a business and- uh, Tax refund. Sorry, tax refund <laughs> uh, and um, and some properties. Yeah. And I got my estimate back from my then accountant and it was about a 15K bill, which I thought, no, I don't think I owe the ATO 15,000. So I went and got that second opinion that everyone recommends that you should get. Fast forward, he, the new accountant is still my accountant today. Uh, that actual return was a... 17k refund Mm. so there's a 30 odd over 30k uh differential um that something just was categorically missed correct yeah and i wasn't going to sit around and say well you made a mistake um or you, you get a second chance because that that was a lot of money and i think you've got to ask good questions because a lot and no disrespect accountants but accountants but they will do their job for you uh, but maybe not educate as much as you need. So you've got to ask the right questions, don't you? You've got to really mm. fish for information to get your head around your situation. Um, so come up with five, six, seven, ten questions that you can comfortably ask your accountant, but I think you pay for good quality. We might, and I'll task Rachel, our magnificent producer, to flag this with John and myself, or maybe Jess Kanaus can help with this, Let's do a blog, 10 things to ask an accountant mm. and we'll, um, 
we'll we'll speak to one of our accountants and so and Neil went on to say that I need to have a preferred accounting panel on the website. Now on sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help. There's actually a link to my own accountants, Altus Financial. Yep. The reason they're on there is they've got a business of 70 people and they've got capacity. It's hard for us to, when we refer to different organizations. Like we've had experiences where mm. we refer to a, a single operator and it blew up the business. Blow them up, yeah. So, I've just got to be really careful with who I choose and I know Altus Financial have capacity. Yeah. Uh, they've partnered with the My Millennial Money Medical Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott and the team, uh, Scott's the managing director, they do my own accounts. So, I've had personal experiences with them. Yeah. Now- He's on our uh, My Millennial Property Podcast next week. Okay. Well, that would have already aired, but um, would it? This is going up in like on the 22nd of June. Yeah. Two days before my birthday. So, 24th of June. I after Max. Uh, so, you can just send my birthday cards, guys, to PO Box 3015 Merriweather 2291. Thanks for that, kids. I love getting bail. Do you think you're more blue chip now than blue bail? Oh, please. No way. Stop it. Stop it. But um, so I did move from an accountant who she was a good accountant. Mm. She worked out of her home. Mm. She was my dad's cousin in the family. Uh, I used her for years because she just did the accounts with um, our family entity, the trusts and all that. And it was just, um, it just made sense. Yeah. Uh, but when I started Somo Interactive, um, my current accountant, she was like, she was, you know, maybe late 50s, I knew that she's not going to do this forever. So, I wanted a strategic relationship from day dot with yes. somebody who's got a bit, maybe a younger vibe yes. um, who can really help me. And it was cool because we started the brand new company. We started the, the zero file from scratch. Mm. And I said to the accountants, I said, hey, guys, and they've looped in with my bookkeeper. And I'm like, you tell Rod- in the book, like however you want it. Mm. This is a unique opportunity. Let's get this done clean from the start. Mm. So, how to change accountants? It's actually not that big a deal. No. Um, the accountants will send a, an ethical letter usually and just say, hey, we're taking over this client. Um, and it's just a polite letter. And then in the background, uh, they will move the, because um, the ATO login portals and all that. Like it's actually quite easy. Yeah. But, I think like with anything, if you are changing financial advisors, if you are changing mortgage brokers, if you are changing any relationships in your life that are ongoing, just be a reasonable person. Just yeah. be like, oh, John, hey, and it sucks like breaking up with someone, right? Yeah, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, like it's just like, hey, just letting you know I'm changing for these reasons. I really appreciate your support in the past. Um just give them the heads up. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a bit old fashioned like that. It was like when I told my next door neighbor, Edith, that I was moving. I was like, I said to someone, I was like, because she's in her 80s yeah. and, you know, who would you rather live next to, you know, me yeah, or yeah, some other rando? She's pretty fit for No, her oh, she's better in condition than I am. Mm. But when I told her I was moving, it was like breaking up with someone because she- <laughs> you cry? Oh, we both had a cry. Yeah. But uh, look, it, it's, it's not that hard. If you need an accountant, sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help. There's a link there to Altus Financial. Mm. Uh, put your details in. They'll give you a call and just have a chat with them. 
there's the best thing when you're looking for an accountant yep. or a mortgage broker or a financial advisor, just to ask as many questions as possible. If you don't get a good vibe from the first, you know, meeting or two, probably never going to get a good vibe. And that's not to say they're crap people, but we just, as people, we all don't get on with everyone nice. Just it's just chemistry. Like we're all just bags. Just, we're just, just we're just um, bags of chemicals, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Like I was on the phone yesterday. Uh, talking to a solar company and I just didn't get the vibe. They may have been a good company, good product, but yeah, just weren't for me mm. yesterday. But thanks for um, writing all your questions. Uh, I put in the Facebook group like, you know, basically can't be bothered doing a podcast today and everyone wrote a heap of stuff, but it just, it really gave John and I some good fodder around this cost of living thing, the income thing, the expenses thing. Um is there one last one there? Good, that, good farming word, fodder. Yeah. Let me just have a look, Johnson, see if there's any other ones that... Um, this one from Stephen Larson is a good one, but it probably needs some expansion on it. What's it say? I can't. Uh, how about something on succession planning and how to best set up trusts and affairs now for the future? If you plan on acquiring property, commercial and resi to hold for your kids, do you set up a trust early so you don't have to transfer the title later and pay CGT? Same for my shares. What about selling your business and what to do with the money and with 20 years to retirement? Cheers. What we'll do, Stephen, I'll get, um, I'll do an episode with a solicitor and accountant just about succession planning. Perfect. Uh, so, Rach, if you can make a note of that. There's another question here from Rob Mitchell. What does finance look like in 2040? Careers, products, investment and asset classes, capitalism, socialism, Australian exports and GDP, great little pie in the sky, futurist talk. Look, Rob, you've just reminded me for some time I've wanted to get a futurist on the podcast, so we'll flag that as well. George Jetson. You sure, mate? Uh, we're not that old. Um, please talk. Ebony Aitken said, Atkin, please talk about the risk benefits consideration of buying an Airbnb type property. On the property show, have you guys talked about holiday rentals? We have. Okay, yeah. just search that. Um, there's a thing there, Tom Ford said, I wonder if it's the Tom Ford. Um, yeah, Reamp said a couple of weeks ago, they basically told their customers to look for another supplier. Yeah, weird. Yeah, well, I think it's their wholesale price is going to go through and just skew everything. Um, Great by them, though. Yeah. Oh, Taz Benson said, sorry, you feel like you've given it all you've got. Because in my post, I said, sometimes <laughs> I feel so? like, well, I said, I'm recording a podcast today with John. I don't know what to talk about. Sometimes I feel like I've given it all she's got, Captain. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's true. But often these episodes are quite good because it just gives us the latitude to yeah. to just have a chat. We all appreciate everything you do and definitely want you to keep going. I will keep going yeah. as long as we need to. It's um, just foxing is actually... Not stressed. He's quite relaxed. Ali Humphrey said the cost of living yet. We chatted about that. Claire Beard um, basically said more state-by-state specific info on buying a home slash investment property, something for those rural, not city-based side hustle shares. I mean, a lot of this stuff, we we have covered throughout the stuff. Mm. Um, Ashley Mole, is rent vesting even possible? In a rental market with 0.04% vacancy rates, probably not. What? What was that? Is rent vesting even possible in rental market with 0.04 vacancy rates? Well, I mean, is, that's basically I, zero. We're talking in markets 
uh, that we're, we're buying at the moment with mm. those sort of rates. And what's happening for your reference and how to get ahead of that is to basically get on rental management lists with good resumes, go in, show your face and, and continue to do it. Because what, what happens in those sort of markets is they're not advertising properties. They're just going straight to that database of checklist yeah. approved people yep. and using that to get properties rented or tenanted. So, yeah, get on those lists. Um Cairo Savage said, in a previous episode, you guys talked about buying a PPOR, then transferring it into an investment property later on. You guys did an episode did. just a couple of weeks ago. We did. On, um, so, my millennial property for that. What are your thoughts on the other way around and turning it back? Did you guys talk about doing it back? Turning investment back into an owner yeah. rock? No, we've I mean, mentioned the paint it and move thing. in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> paint it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah Booth said, Oh, this is interesting, Sarah. Talk about the proposed labour scheme for housing where they guarantor 40% of your housing. What's a good? What's good or bad about it? Well, they don't actually guarantor 40% of it. They cough up 40% of it. Now, just on that, Sarah, we will have more to say about that as the policy gets put in front of parliament and to be legislated. Uh, I didn't want to talk about any of the election promises leading up to the election because I thought, actually a waste of time you know it might not happen if you're that interested in me talking about my opinion well my opinion doesn't really matter for you but i had the view that well if someone wanted to learn about those different properties instead of john or my my opinion on pre-election go to the party's website and see their policies yeah um my colleague and I spoke about it last week. We did a quick video on it, um, on right. our stuff, so they can check that out. there somewhere. Uh, but I will say um, I think it was mostly political, given that I think there's only 10,000 spots. Mm. Uh, but, again, we'll, we'll do a whole episode on it once we get the details. So. Yeah. High level, I'd rather pull it from my super than I would have the government part ownership. Yeah, I mean, and well, this is the whole thing with that super pledge. A lot of you listening disagreed with that thing. With uh, super? Pulling, yeah, yeah. But, but I would also say not every policy everyone has to use. No, that's right. <laughs> um, Josh Young, will, when will Glenn do a shirtless calendar? My God. Maybe sometime between now and never. He's, uh, he's going to reveal all at the live podcast. Exactly. Just don't know which city, so you have to attend all. Well, we might leave it there, everyone. Uh, before we do go, we won't do an after party because I need to hit the road. Oh, John, I got your bought your present, John. What is it? What the hell is this? There we go. Bobby Hero backpack. What is that? There you go. What's this? Aha. Oh, little Microsoft Surface backpack. Wow. Thank you very much, Glenn. No worries. Got five of them from Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that I'm in the top five. Exactly. And yeah. there's a little uh, Microsoft um, pouch there with some stuff in it. There you go. Now, I actually did a, um, a corporate webinar with the team at Microsoft and there's a lot of M3 listeners on that. So, if you do um, have a a learning and development budget or if you're in charge of people and you want to get me along to do an hour with 
your staff or anything during lunchtime or a webinar, uh, just reach out to us on the website, click contact and submit a request and we can, Jess will have a chat to you, but I've done a few of them. I did one for ING. Um, I did one for Microsoft all in the one week. So, I think things are bouncing back from COVID. There's more people in the office again. And yeah, certainly if you do want um, even me, do a personal finance one. If you want John to come and do a property one. Uh, If you want, for example, Emily Wallace to do a first home buyer one or Shell or M to do a career one. And a lot of people might be thinking, I don't want a career specialist (laughs) put in front of my staff. I would get Shell or M to talk about how to work better with your team Correct. and how to yeah. double. It's not just about everyone quit here, this place no. sucks. Yeah. It's like how do we work better as a team? Yeah, I think that would be awesome if I was the CEO. Mm. So, mm. all right, everyone, thank you so much for Very listening good. and we really appreciate uh, you having listened. And if you do enjoy the podcast and you haven't already, please feel free to leave a nice five-star review wherever you're listening and, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch. All right. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.